Welcome to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I believe there's a rhythm and art in everything that we do. This is my journey about how I went from being a hip hop dancing engineer to a multifamily real estate investor. If you wanna learn more about how you can start investing in real estate, stay tuned to learn from multifamily real estate investors and hear how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. What's up everyone, welcome to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Kuhn. I'm on the journey to go from hip hop dancing engineer turned multifamily real estate investor. This is the show where I interview multifamily real estate investors and discuss how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Today is the action items episode. We are bringing back Zach, the tactical leader Knights. Thank you for coming back, Zach. I'm happy to be here, Taylor. Thanks for having me, my friend. Yeah, you know, I, from our last conversation, I definitely have so many different questions now, like pertaining to like my personal journey in multifamily real estate and trying to be a person of influence, even though I don't necessarily have the experience tied under my belt, right? So just diving right into it, and this is going to be like a whole real life scenario, right? My goal, I'm, I'm looking to raise capital for general partners over in Austin and the goal is 500,000, right? But then you know, I know now, now I'm thinking about this. I don't, I hate calling it raising capital because I'm more, it's like more, I want to help people like with better investments and like help them grow their money. So it's not like I'm just taking their money and raising it for a deal. So I have to figure out how to, how to better say that, that side of it. But I guess like to, to go back to what I would love to ask you about, and I'm, I'm sort of like leading this whole thing into like a, a story, right? is I, like I have my podcast and I post graphics, I post snippets, video snippets, and, and something that I want to try and get out of is sounding so salesy, right? And when I have these different conversations, like I want to sort of like build a curiosity enough for them to even ask me questions, but then also behind that gain that trust from somebody else that I am an authority figure, let's just say, in the real estate realm. Now, if in order for me to continue to be, <laughs> continue to be and want to be an authority figure in, in the real estate realm, what are some of the ways that I can go about and, and influence, I guess, like my personal network? Yeah, I think it's simple, but not simple. Ask questions. We kind of hit on it last time, but there are so many different ways to ask questions attached to you know, we talked about asking questions to learn more or to show that you're vulnerable, but the no like trust factor that gets people to invest or gets people to buy. And, and I do have a real estate holdings firm just, just for everybody's awareness. You know, I, I do hold multifamily attached to our nonprofit where we look for investors. We look for people to buy into our mission, our values, and what we're trying to accomplish with the nonprofit because it's not turning around and being, we're giving you 20% of a return year over year. We have 100% occupancy because we have federal funding attached to maintaining 100% occupancy. So you have a guaranteed return by investing in our properties. But that means part of the agreement is that one, you have to align with our mission. Two, you have to align with our values. And three, you don't get a say in anything beyond your return. 
So you have to trust us enough to know we're not going to screw you over. And you have to trust us enough to know that we're acting in the best interest, not of you as the investor, not of me as the owner, but of the individuals going through our programs that need housing. So when I say ask questions, a lot of times when I'm speaking to investors, it turns into me asking questions to get to know them. People love talking about themselves, right? You're, you're an interviewer. You get on podcasts. I know you've asked that one question that somebody then talked about themselves for 30 minutes at a time. You know, you have those people that just love talking about themselves. Well, that's human nature. Everybody loves to talk about themselves. So when you look for, you know, raising capital, I don't think that's a bad way to put it. That's the industry term for, hey, we got to get money together so that we can invest it. That's not a bad thing. But finding out what the individuals want, right? Get to know them. Ask questions. Hey, why are you trying to build wealth? Why are you wanting to invest? What are you looking to invest in? And start asking different questions along the lines of like their motivation attached to why they're even interested in investing in the first place. And then you can dive further into why they'd be interested in investing with you. Start asking more questions about, you know, are you young and innovative? Is it something new you're just trying to start out with? Are you a seasoned veteran in the real estate world that wants to maybe take a risk on a young guy that is newer to the world because you're going to drive harder and make sure it doesn't fail. Whereas somebody that's been doing it for a while might just cut their losses. And I think you start asking certain questions that are very specific in that realm. It can help correlate them because then you can turn around and say, wow, this is exactly what I'm doing. If you're interested, the things you just listed and you restate their answers you know, you mentioned you like this, this, and this, and somebody that's investing money and raising capital around you. Well, guess what I'm doing? And you can kind of highlight how you're a perfect fit for what they're wanting or not a perfect fit for what they're wanting. And it kind of like weeds out good, good and bad partnerships. Mm, interesting. Now, I mean, something that stood out to me was they have to be interested first, though, before you can start asking these questions. And and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, like, you know, real life scenario where I was having these conversations, I, I felt like I almost was like hosting a podcast when I was like asking them all these questions. But then like, even when I asked the, those questions, just to learn more about them, they were like, whoa, like, why are you asking me all these questions? And then also, it's just like, now it sounds like you're just trying to sell me something when that wasn't necessarily my intentions. So like, I guess, like, how do you build that curiosity right from the get-go uh, to like, I guess, like make them feel comfortable to ask questions and maybe, uh, I don't know, you know, you know, and I think it definitely is a circumstantial thing where if you're in an environment that is open to that, it helps. Um, and I know you run a meetup group attached to it. Well, that environment is a great environment. Networking is a great environment for you to be asking questions. And I think a big piece of that is, in order to be interesting, you first have to be interested. And if you're interested in an individual, not in their money, not in their bank account, not necessarily their life goals, but like the individual, hey man, what gets you out of the bed in the morning? What drives you to, you know, do X, Y, and Z? Or you find something, I, I'm one of those guys that I, I love to BS with folks where if I see something that stands out about them, I instantly just start talking smack. Right. If you're wearing a jersey of a sports team and I don't care who it is, I will talk smack about your team because it gets you laughing. It gets you engaged. And all of a sudden we have a relatable point where if you're wearing a New Orleans Saints jersey, well, I freaking hate the Saints because I'm an Atlanta born and raised boy. So I don't 
I don't like the Saints. I don't like Drew Brees. Definitely don't like Tom Brady. So if you're wearing something <laughs> like that, and I start talking smack about, you know, Tom Brady or the Bucks, and we start engaging in like a friendly banter conversation, people are, you know, get off the edge of, oh, he's just trying to sell me something. And it turns into, I'm just interested in who you are as a person. Maybe I don't like you as a person. And if I don't like you, I'm not working with you. And you know this from, from working with me about things. If I don't like you, I'm not going to work with you because I'm not going to allow you into my circle of influence if you're not somebody that I, that I vibe with. So be interested in the individual and then figure out if that interest leads to a commonplace of being a good investor, being a good partner attached to investing something with you. Being interested. And so now like, let's, let's say they are interested, you know, and interests are are aligned, like mission values are also aligned Would that also like, because in in my head, it's like, well, even then, like for me, I still don't necessarily have experience in that, in, in this, in this realm. And so I guess like it, is there a threshold that you've seen where, you know, they're interested in you, but then now they trust you with, money or or a product or one of like your services i'm trying to figure out the what it, i'm trying to it, ask <laughs> right yeah. especially when they're investing you know hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars you know there's a social proof aspect that goes attached to it where you know especially with your podcast and i've done the same thing with mine i have all the social proof i could ever need attached to conversations i've had with people you know, so you get a referral or a testimonial from people that know you and is a mutual person, right? So Nico, perfect example. Nico introduced us. You never had met me before, but because you trusted and liked Nico, you got on a phone call with me and then we started your podcast together. So you start looking at how that chain of events happens where I still had to sell you on like, yeah, I can help you. But because there's an intrinsic value attached to somebody referred you to me, there's already a little bit of a bond, right? So that social proof was already there. So starting within that network where you have social proof attached to individuals and you can say, oh, yeah, we had this mutual person because you could go back. Like if we'd met individually and you knew Nico and I said, yeah, I know Nico and he does X, Y and Z. Would you not just intrinsically go back to Nico and ask about me? You know, is, is Zach really all that or is he blowing smoke? You know, so having that social proof attached to things helps. So kind of delving into your network or maybe the the second tier of your network where you might not know the individual, but you reach out to them and say, yeah, we have this mutual connection. They said you're a great person. I'd love to get to know you better. Kind of sets the stage for they can go back and ask about you and it helps build that trust within a community. Mm, okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Huh. So it, it's really just like, people just people interactions just having just that genuine interest in people and just learning about them and then that's literally all it is yeah huh. you know, no ulterior motives just going to learn about somebody being interested before you can be interesting and i think that kind of sets the the path for like building a good rapport and actually a good background and like even thinking back to our first conversation yeah finding out who the heck you were you know, you dance on Jimmy Kimmel and an engineer, and now you're going into multifamily. You want to start a random podcast, like <laughs> connecting all of those dots creates a very interesting story of who you are and the journey you're on. And I, that's something I wanted to be a part of. So you start asking those questions, man, what got you out of dance? What, and you told me the story about how you got screwed over from Jimmy Kimmel, right? 
And then you wanted to go to engineering, but not really because that was like the family thing, right? So you kind of took that path. Well, all those things are very fascinating to me where you transitioned across a, a broad spectrum of different things. And now you're in multifamily and that's a shared space that is like a powerful place to be in. But if I didn't ask questions about like, how'd you get from A to Z, I would have never known you enough to know if I want to work with you or vice versa. So really just asking those questions about literally who the heck are you? And I think we've kind of lost that through social media. You know, we've lost the skill and the art of finding out about people, but, you know, setting yourself out there in the stages with which you're in and then like podcasting is a great way to get back to that. Now you're having these conversations because you're interested in the individual. Oh, interesting. Interesting point too on, on social media and like learning more about people. This was actually like a, a huge deal for me when I was, you know, you know, before I met my girlfriend, actually, I didn't, when I met my girlfriend, I didn't want to look at her social media because I, I felt like I, I, if I looked at it, then I would kind of like know about them. But in a way, I feel like it's like super common now where I mean, people are dating. Like The first oh. thing they do is go on social media. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love and I hate it because like I'm everywhere on social media. Like if you look me up, I mean, I, there nothing's private. Everything's open. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like there, there's zero privacy attached to it, which is also a level of vulnerability, right? Like it's kind of scary, but that's kind of goes into a branding conversation about how are you branding yourself is who you're representing online, who you represent yourself as in person. Because realistically, all a brand is, all your quote-unquote branding is, is your virtual reputation. If you're a dick in person and you act like you're not on social media and then somebody talks to you, that first conversation, they're going to smell BS, right? So if all of a sudden you're misrepresenting yourself, false advertising on social media, people are going to sniff that out. Nobody's going to want to work with you. Or if you're going to align yourself as the hip-hop dancing engineer turned multifamily investor... And that's who you are in person because that's who you are in person. And then you actually represent that on social media. Now there's no false advertising. Now there's no false communication. People are already starting to learn who you are in that capacity. And then they get on the phone with you and, oh, shoot, he really is this kid that went from dancing to engineering to multifamily. And it kind of sets the stage for that trust factor, right? You're not misrepresenting yourself. And I think on social media, a lot of people like to do that. A lot of people like to misrepresent themselves and not be vulnerable on social media because we're in that IG world where, yeah, look at me. I'm Grant Cardone with a jet. Cool, Grant. Doesn't mean that's who I want to be, right? So it's one of those you, you kind of have to be careful of that virtual representation of your reputation. And I think that's a huge piece in social media that we really need to focus on and do better about. Yeah, and that's what's gotten me a little bit shy uh, about posting more so is just is is I, there's a concern and I'm a little worried about my virtual representation. I mean, right now I do need I know I understand that I need to post a lot more and I should definitely be talking and creating more content. Uh well, who would have told you such things? I know, crazy crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because like the only thing I've been posting is just like podcast graphics, snippet that isn't really me. And then oh, the only time it would be me is if it's if, if I just put myself right next to you and then that's it. Um, and so I, I definitely have to work on that. But for, for people that are just wanting to dive into, it doesn't necessarily even need to be multifamily, but any industry that they want, what would your advice be in taking that step and going in that direction? Find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody that is where you want to be. And that person should change. 
right? At some point, you should outgrow who they are and what they're offering you. But finding somebody that's in that industry, I have Travis Chapel as my mentor in the podcast world. The mastermind I was at this past week in Costa Rica was Travis's mastermind. I'm still attached to the dude because he's taught me some amazing things. Hmm. What I learned during this trip is that I have outpaced what he can now teach me. And as a mentor, he will always be a mentor of mine. He has taught me more in podcasting than I could ever ask for. And I then put my own spin on it. And you've seen what that's come into. But as a person in the business world, he's no longer that mentor for me, right? I've outpaced him the last year, which is exactly what should happen. And we had that conversation. He's like, good. That means you actually applied the stuff that you were being mentored on, right? Which is huge. So if you're not applying it, you're never going to outgrow that mentor, but it's kind of like uh, kind of like a doctor, right? Does a doctor get you better or does the doctor keep giving you the medicine, right? And you never really get better. They keep tre- treating the symptom. Hmm. So a mentor, a leader should always want that person, that pupil to like outscale them. And then you move on to that next person. You know, you don't hold them back. You don't kind of push that backward or push you like I'm not going to hold you back like all of a sudden if you become the next Grant Cardone well dang I did a really good job teaching you how to podcast and I'm going to hold on to that (laughs) right but I think that's the key find a mentor find somebody that's in that space that you want to be in and learn ask questions watch Mm. apply that's the big thing take action this is the action episode right take action like that's so huge you know knowledge without action is nothing So you have to take action if you're going to be investing in doing everything you're doing. And I want to definitely emphasize too, is make sure you find the right mentor just because you know, (laughs) well, I mean, in the real estate realm, like I was even just like scrolling through Instagram, like, Oh, I, this one guy's like, I bought a bunch of these houses free. I didn't need any credit. This and that. And you know, buy my course. And they're not really like mentors. Mm. Yeah. Again, social proof, right? I don't yeah. buy programs off IG or social media unless somebody I know is taking it and I can get some advice on it, right? Like yeah. I need social proof that it's actually something worth a darn. And I think that's huge, but that also means you have to do the same for others to buy into you, right? Hmm. Got it. No, I love it. Thank you so much, Zach. This is uh, definitely something for me to chew on as I, I dive more into the uh, in the real estate realm. But if people want to get a hold of you, get get in talk with, contact with you, talk about podcasting, coaching, mentoring, how can they reach you? Yeah, best way, um, Zach A. Knight across all social media. You can find my coaching brand at Be a Tactical Leader. And then we talked about it on Monday, but I'm doing that 30-day self-mastery course. And really, it's not even a course. It's a 30-day self-mastery challenge that's going live here in probably the next few weeks. Um, so by the time this goes live, I should have the first iteration started, but you can definitely find that at beataticalleader.com and it'll be plastered all over that if uh, you want to figure out how to master yourself in a more efficient way. Awesome. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you everyone for listening and have a good one. Go take action. Thanks for listening to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. If you got any value out of this episode, I'd greatly appreciate if you head over to iTunes, leave a rating and review the show, which will help more people receive that same value. If you're looking to connect and talk more about multifamily real estate, you can reach me at 
inrhythmmultifamily.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.